welcome to the Trailer Island podcast. We compare films in their trailers. Did the film deliver what the trailer promised? I'm Alex and I'm joined by... Steve. And Matthew. How are we all? Is this, uh, what is it? It's a day. It's today. <laughs> it is a day. It's a day yeah. within 2021 as well. Yes, yes. And we're doing a few new releases at the moment, which is always nice. It's been good to have a run of new releases, actually, in mm. new, yeah. new films. It's been good. It's only we... going to keep going as well. We've got a nice little July and June set up as well. Uh, yes, yes. Um, but, but bringing it back to, to this particular film, I know you personally are very excited, aren't you, Steve? I, you know... <laughs> it, it's 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 we're dealing with Zack Snyder again, and look, the last couple of times we've dealt with Zack Snyder, I've been burned. Mm. <laughs> I, is this another free reign Zack Snyder film? I believe so. I from so. what I've read, that he Netflix basically said he could do whatever he wanted, mm. judging by the time, and <laughs> yeah, I think so. Now, uh, uh, Matthew, this was your suggestion, wasn't it? It, it was because. Um, Unlike Steve, I quite enjoy Zack Snyder's work. And I thought that this was an interesting... Just sort of in context of his career, like his first film was a zombie film, a remake of Dawn of the Dead. Mm -hmm. And I think with all the stress of the Justice League thing, this is for him doing, perhaps returning to his roots. And I think that, therefore, I was quite interested in seeing it. And I saw it and I kind of liked it. And I wanted to see if you guys would like it. Well, it is a Netflix film. It runs for two and a half hours, which was yeah. a surprise to me when I started watching this. I was like, <laughs> yeah, that's a really yeah. long runtime. Yeah. You never said that, Matt. No, I, I, not deliberately, but I somehow have managed to conceal that. You neglected from, to mention. <laughs> yeah, I did. I forgot how long it runs. Yeah, The length of this film. But at the same time, I, I had a window to watch it during the day. And you know what? I'm glad I watched Watch it during the day because this is a kind of scary movie. But I, I, I think there are scary bits in it. Steve, can you please have some sympathy for my emotions? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Well, how do we move on from that? I'll buy you a nightlight to start. Thank you. <laughs> well, uh, given Matthew that it's your suggestion this week, would you like to introduce the film? Certainly. Uh, this week we are talking about Army of the Dead. Mr. Ward, how would you like to make fifty million dollars? He said, "Son, I've made a life out of reading people's faces." Think about it. Everything we did, all those people we saved. The way they held their Look what he does. You don't mind my but what if? I can see you're out of base. What if just once? We did something just for us. You ready to play? There's $200 million in the vault beneath the strip. With a 32-hour window to get it out. Find the safe. This should be a simple in and out. It's not too late to go back. What the? They're not what you think they are. They're smarter. They're faster. They're organized. They're 
I commend the trailer for not sort of leaning into the zombie aspect right away. Yeah, you kind of get the idea that, which is inaccurate in the movie, that these people who are going to do this heist in Los um, Vegas have no idea there are zombies Mm. there. That's what the trailer kind of implies. implies. Whereas, as as we're about to get into the premise of this, the zombies are very well established as being well-known about... Mm. Yeah, well known of. Yeah, this, from this, I get the impression this would have made it made a great eight part TV series. I, I don't, look. I, we might be jumping ahead too much. I don't know that it qualifies for a two and a half hour runtime, but I, I, I feel like it works as a film because if they made it a TV show, it would. It, this would definitely be a. It's such a simple premise, which mm. is there's money in Las Vegas. We're going to get a crack team of people together to go and rob this chemist and get through all the zombies and get out again and, and be rich i think if you try and make that into a tv show you'd have those filler episodes and it would be drawn out and did, well did more, say, draw, more did you say rob a chemist did i yeah um i meant bank <laughs> <laughs> did you mean to say casino casino that's the one oh, yes yeah yeah uh, so what we what we established from the very start of this film is that the zombie apocalypse happens. Mm. Yes. Uh, how it happens is it's kind of explained at the start, but yeah. we don't really get those answers how and why this thing I, virus I, exists. Yeah, and I don't know that it is important as okay. to why it happens. And don't, don't get me wrong, there, there are massive issues in this movie, but <laughs> I think just to put my mindset in context for the discussion is is if you compare this movie to something like Saving Private Ryan or, or or Return of the King, it's a terrible movie, but it knows what it is, and it's just a guilty pleasure. It's just mm-hmm. it's not really trying to be cohesive. It's just mm-hmm. like there's a title sequence which is literally just zombies being ripped apart, and it's just an excuse for that kind of Tarantino blood and gore. And if I remember to bring it up later, the point that you make about, you know, the film knows what it is, but at the same time, I feel like there are moments where it's trying to push to be a really good movie and then it lightens shades itself with just not doing that. I think part of that kind of of lost that mix. I think part of that sort of falls into what you said about TV series Mm. because it tries to do a little bit too much with its characters because it has a massive cast. Mm. Huge and, cast, yeah. And Zach tries to give each one of these characters a little bit of story. Mm. And I, I do agree to some extent that if you did have a TV series, you'd be able to flesh out more of these characters, more of this world a little bit better. Mm. But at the same token, these characters are pretty thin a little bit. Yeah, and, he, and even who is, you know, the person who's meant to be our main character played by Dave, Dave Bautista, Bautista, I have to admit, kind of gets lost halfway through yeah. and, then, and then reappears as a central figure again towards the end of the movie. Um, but I think, I mean, I'm not a huge 
partaker in the zombie film, but funnily enough, I've only mainly seen parodies, but all those like Shaun of the Dead and um, what's the other one that we always bring up with Woody Harrelson, I forget. Titanic. <laughs> no, uh, Zombieland, Zombieland. Um, that all of those have um, ensemble cast as well, and they're not as big mm. as this. And I think, is that perhaps a trope of zombie film, which is to have an on- ensemble cast? Trope of a zombie film trying to be a little bit humorous, I think, maybe. Yeah, perhaps. I mean, like, you look at a film like 28 Days Later, that's a solo. Is it? I haven't seen it. Well, not quite a solo performance through the whole thing, but it's certainly one man's journey, whereas this is probably eight or nine people's journey. Yeah. Now, now, as we were talking about before, the zombie apocalypse has happened and... uh, Completely localised to Las Vegas. To Las Vegas. They've they've shut off Las Vegas with a bunch of shipping containers no way in, no way out. No chemists to be seen. No chemists to be seen, but plenty of <laughs> casinos. And as it were, uh, as we saw in the trailer, there's a bloke who rocks up and he's like, there is $200 million in the basement of this place and I have the plans and I want you to go get that money. And that's the plan. Yeah. Um, and so so Dave Batista and friends ha- have to get together and they're going in and they're, they're aware that there are zombies, but as it appears um, and presented in the trailer, there's a different type of zombie. A super well. zombie. Mm. A super zombie. Because yeah. uh, what are they called? The, like, the drone ones, like ramblers or something? Shamblers. Shamblers. Yeah. They're, and, they're, and they're like the slow shuffling they're ones. They're your classic yeah. zombie where they shuffle slowly and they're brains. <laughs> but these other guys, they are quick. They're more 28 mm. Days Later zombies where they're, they're quick, mm. they're organised, they're smart. Well, um, Zack Snyder did that in Dawn of the Dead as well. They run in that movie, I think, Do don't they? they? I okay. believe so. I haven't seen it, but I've been told by people that that is the case in that film. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I haven't seen it, so I'm just, mm. yeah. But it's, I thought it was interesting to see the different tiers of zombie. Mm. It is heavily implied at the beginning of this film that the, the, the zombie that escapes from Area 51, because they're trying to transport it from Area 51 to somewhere, we don't know where, the mm. military that is, this little prologue they've got. And the two truck drivers are going like, oh, what do you think it is? And they're like, do you think it's an alien? And the guy says, like, oh, well, it's Area 51. Like, what do you think? So it is kind of implied that it's an alien. Never well, says the, the, Area 51. They never say Area 51 yeah. and they never say alien, but it very... I thought hip- they did say no. 51. They, they, they were better off doing it because that whole conversation was just a little too on the nose for me. And they were very calm when they had yeah. their little accident. Mm. I felt like everyone was like, oh, should we worry about the precious cargo that we've been told not to... Know anything about, and they're like, "Oh, well, I guess we had a bit of a crash." That truck blew up really easy as well. <laughs> that is ever. Tr- that is true. Like, what um, was the car that ran into it? I mean, this is the first five minutes of the film, so I don't feel like I want to. <laughs> you know, it's a huge spoiler. But it's in the trailer, I think. Did it have a trunk of gasoline or something? Must because be. I don't. Is that a trope of of zombie films that cars running into each other automatically cause giant explosions? I think because the, that's a Hollywood the, trope, isn't it? Is it? Yeah, it's a Hollywood trope. Yes, you're the right. The husband and wife were so. So drunk, you know, it's all that alcohol vapor. And- oh, they were literally yeah. soaked in flammable material. Oh, yeah. the newlyweds. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I didn't realize what you were getting at. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I, I can't remember. I'm fairly sure they do say Area 51, but regardless, it's, yeah. it's implied. It is implied mm. that there's they've, they've captured this alien and they're trying to transport it. That's kind of what they. Mm. That's that was what I took away from it. Can I ask you a question, Matt? Because <laughs> sure. I know you're a big fan of it. Did this movie remind you of Aliens? Uh, in terms of the military aspect, I felt like, yeah, there yeah. was definitely, they were trying to uh, tip their hats to that a little bit. Even the, like the corporate guy trying to take... The oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Def- definitely. Yeah, yeah, I didn't trust him for a second because I've seen aliens. <laughs> yeah. 
and oh, this is so frustrating because I want to be able to talk about a particular aspect of the film where it, it was the whole point of the film felt a bit silly, but it's part of the ending. So I don't know that I can talk about it, but I don't know. I just feel like they did so much work into this story and then the whole point of it kind of becomes mute yeah, at the end. Yeah. Like it, there's no full closed circle or is or I, is that the point that well, I, sometimes I'm, all is for naught or... I possibly. I know that they're, they're already working on a sequel. Okay. So that because there is a cliffhanger ending. Yes, yes, you're movie. right. You're right. Whether or not that portrays all the two and a half hours that happened previously before mm. that cliffhanger ending, that they've definitely set up for a sequel. I, I guess we've always, I mean, Shaun of the Dead, I mean, what's the end game there? It's for Shaun to grow up. And he does, but he does, yeah. everyone dies, though. Yeah, I know, but <laughs> at the same token, at the end of this, there's one character left, and I really don't know what their, their arc is. That's true. Of this movie actually was. And there is a there's a father-daughter relationship yeah. as well, which it, for me was not. I mean, we did um, Mitchell's versus the Machines and that had a mm-hmm. great father-daughter relationship and, and resolution. This one set up the conflict very early on in the film, but then they never, ever resolve anything. Also, there is really, really zero to none, no reason why that, that daughter should have been on this mission. Like... <laughs> <laughs> the, the way she gets put on the the crew is is so contrived. Like, but that's that's this whole film though. It's it's like things happen because of contrivances. Yes, but but that comes back to my point I made earlier. Is it's again just trying to make excuses to have a set piece where there is a zombie fight in in a casino vault, or there's a set piece with a helicopter trying to land, on, or a zombie tiger. I mean, it's just it's just it's done for. I mean, Zack Snyder has an issue with this with having these big moments that are not justified. Yeah. But I think in this movie, whether he's aware of it or not, I don't. he's clearly just doesn't care in this case. And mm. just gone, I just want this stuff to happen. Yeah. And what story can I write to stitch these set pieces together? And I, and I suppose that's where the film does succeed, is that it has these grand moments, like zombie moments that are fantastic, like, yeah. of just yeah. pure stupid gore. Yeah, Which, my, I mean, one of my favourites yeah. was that uh, very early on the guy's got like a buzzsaw or something and he's, mm. and it's it's not, I mean, it, again, it's that fun kind of violence. It doesn't look like real blood. It looks more like tin tomatoes coming out of this zombie, but it's like <laughs> this huge spray of just stuff coming out. It's like, it's meant to be that kind of stupid fun. Now remind but, me, because I got bored halfway through. <laughs> uh, does, does he use that saw again? Or is the only other time that saw is used is during the heist to cut through a wall? Correct. Potentially, I can't. I don't. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what happens now. And and that's okay. Hang on, I've got multiple things going into my head. No, no, no. But it just made me think. Like, okay, so they've got a blade on it that's used to cut concrete. I don't know that that's the best blade that you would use to cut flesh. (laughs) Now, and then the second thought goes into: Would a concrete cutter be useful as a weapon? As a closed combat weapon? No. I mean, they're heavy. They're unwieldy. They're dangerous, of course. But to fight zombies, like, is that would that be your first weapon of choice, or is it this guy? He's like, this is my thing. I you have, have a- the same effect with like a machete. Yeah, and I feel like a machete is going to be a lot lighter. But, yeah. Which which then raises the question: What weapon would you take <laughs> to fight the zombie apocalypse? Just a side note: I thought the reason they were bringing all the fuel was for the saw. Ah, oh, Steve. No, they needed to fuel the helicopter that was on the roof and the generator. You thought that's why yeah. they were carrying these yeah. huge yeah. red barrels yeah. of fuel on their backs. I was like, 
This guy's gonna. He's got some serious action. All right, here we yeah, go. He, he's like, I can tell he's gonna have a lot of scenes because yeah. they've got a lot of fuel for his yeah. for his concrete. All right, look, to be it fair, did take me ten minutes. It took me ten. Minutes. <laughs> to be fair, that has set up some very unrealistic expectations yeah. for you in, in <laughs> the movie, which is which is unfortunate. Um, <laughs> I, I, look, I think as as to my my weapon, it would still be a cricket bat, just for because uh-huh. I'd be useless in a fight uh-huh. anyway. So at least that way, go. Oh, I'm like Sean from Shaun of the Dead. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's very good. Uh, it would be. I'm going to take a take a leaf out of the World War Z book here, mm-hmm. and it's going to be me with just a rifle, and it's like a one shot rifle. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh so I actually no. Following on from the aliens thing you brought up, I could just use harsh language or, or turrets or turrets. Yeah. yeah, they're both niche references to aliens for you. <laughs> well, Steve, if you couldn't have a gun, what would it be? <sighs> Uh, I'm going to go back into movies here. Uh, magazine like Jason Bourne. <laughs> You're literally a magazine. Yep. Or maybe I could use a pencil. A, just yeah. pencil. a pencil. <laughs> yeah, that would be good. Or like a chain. Maybe a chain would be cool. Chain, it would be uh, probably inefficient, but it would be cool. You'd be like, whoa. Yeah. You'd go, whoa, out, you'd go whoa, out looking whoa. good. Yeah, you would. Yeah. yeah now, you mentioned the helicopter before. <laughs> Talking of um, the, the helicopter and the character who is the pilot, Miss mm. um, Peters, did you guys know that that actress was added by CGI mm. after principal photography? Yeah. Steve did tell me that yeah. after I'd watched the film, and I was very surprised. I of, did not pick up on it at all. Yeah, like, don't get me wrong. They've obviously spent a, a lot of money on this, and f- the effects range from very good to, you know, sort of just popcorn flick effects but mm. her be it's faultless you believe yeah. that she's there i thought so the reason this has happened is a bit of a kevin spacey situation like when he was removed from that ridley scott yeah film there was an actor in this movie who they've had to remove because he's done stuff that is allegedly uh, allegedly done stuff that is very bad so they've removed the actor and replaced him with this actress for the pilot and they've done that by basically mimicking all the camera angles on a green mm. screen stage with just her and then taken that and then put her back into the live action stuff. It's oh. I watched a VF, VFX reel for this today and it's actually stunning how they've done it. I think y- yes with an asterisk. Uh, I went into it looking for it. Uh, right. I could definitely okay. sort of see it's I think what's helping it and I think it's like probably my main criticism of the film is the low aperture. Right, you've got yeah. A really, realistically, the only thing in focus in this in this film are people's faces. Anything <laughs> yeah. away from that face is blurry. And so, if you want to di- digitally insert someone, it's going to be a hell of a lot easier to that, sort of blur look, the lines around it. That is true. And I actually, for once, will agree with you. So, Zack Snyder actually shot this film himself. He's the um, director of photography, and he's literally with the camera himself shooting this. And he very much likes his shallow depth of field, and it's. I would suggest that 50% of this movie is actually in focus mm-hmm. and the amount of times that someone will be moving and they'll go in and out of focus. I get that it's meant to be stylized and usually I like his style. I like his style in Batman versus Superman and a few other films he's done. But this time I, I actually got a bit frustrated going, I would like to be able to see the person's face when they're talking, please. The reason? Well, because I wanted it to be dreamlike and I don't know why you well, want a zombie film to be dreamlike. Well, I so when we were chatting about this earlier and I felt like, you know, this dreamy look that he had to the film, I I thought it was okay because it's maintained. It doesn't go to something else at any point. It's like that the entire way through. So that style of cinematography doesn't pull you out of the film at any point. So I felt like it was validated and it looks different to everything else. And it felt kind of video gamey as well, which yeah. works with the zombie genre because there are so many you know, video games about that. But 
to come back to the point about the technicality of what he was trying to do, which explains, as you say, that shallow depth of field, for anyone listening at home, is that he, you know, he decided to shoot this film where the lens was completely open. So it was letting in as much light as possible. Mm. And the byproduct of that is that you get that shallow depth of field. So where that area of focus is very small. So that's why you see so many characters coming in and out of focus so much. But because it's done consistently, I yeah. suppose, <clears throat> and it kind of works. And I'm not suggesting that it's a mistake. It's clearly deliberate. Yes, it's a deliberate choice. Yeah. And for the first hour, I thought, oh, this is really cool. This is different. This is this has kind of got like a home movie feel to it. Again, I was through my head was going the whole thing of he's had a very stressful couple of years with the whole situation with Justice League. I felt like this was him going, I want to make a home movie, perhaps like he would used to make before he was even a professional director, mm. just with a camcorder, maybe. maybe. Maybe that's what he was. That's why he's chosen to shoot it himself with a camera on his shoulder. I, I kind of got where he was coming from. But then after an hour, I, start, I really started to think, this movie, for me at least, visually is working. I think it's striking. The set design is, is great. But you don't see enough of it. Yeah, yeah. Was, I started to get a little frustrated, but like you say, it is consistent. If it was inconsistent, it would be worse. If I found a bargain lens on eBay, like you did, uh, yeah, he got that lens uh, on eBay. He got two, I, I think. I didn't would he? be using it as as much as possible as well. But as an audience member sitting down to watch this, there is a there's a time and place for that sort of aperture, that sort of uh, camera work, and a hundred percent of this film is not the place. And again, I would suggest we usually see that effect, especially in an action movie, when someone's suffering from shell shock. Yeah, that's usually when they're you know going in and out of focus. That there's again that dreamlike quality, and I, and there are, there are so many fights in this movie. They could have used it really well when someone's disorientated, but they use it for the whole thing. Yeah, which I thought was an interesting choice. I would love to have been able to just interact with that world as an audience member visually a bit more. I think that's why they're making a TV show as well. They are, aren't they? Mm-hmm. It's annoying me the more I think about it, actually. <laughs> the camera work. It's funny, because I sat down before we started going, <laughs> I want to make them like the movie. <laughs> You've persuaded us otherwise. No, yeah, I've suggested this movie to a couple of people, and I've had a few people come back and go, it wasn't that good. I was like, what are you talking about? It was a great movie. It was good fun. Looking through the lens of it's just fun, then, I yeah, it's, it's, it, is, it is a fun movie. It's just the, the two-hour... 30 minute runtime and when I when I sort of finished watching it sat back and I sort of tried to simplify what happened uh, the storyline is, is very simple you know mm. it's it's mm. gather the team go to Las Vegas travel a very small distance away through Las Vegas get rob, to the rob vault, a chemist rob a chemist <laughs> rob the casino <laughs> go to the chopper get out all right and that feels like a you know a 90 minute two hour mill uh, two hour film at, at most if it was if it was trying to not be meaningful then why is there a dad daughter redemption story yeah. but there isn't a, they don't redeem them no. well they, they try and well, pretend they but, do but they try to yeah. he's, I, look, he's I, protective of her because she's on the mission and stuff look, I, look, I, I do agree that the, the character arcs that are attempted in this movie fail abysmally even if you want to make your fun movie you, you've still got to have some kind of effort to have character I guess the other villain, I suppose, that they have in this film is time because the US government has decided to drop a nuclear bomb mm. on the city of Las Vegas in, I think they're giving themselves 48 hours mm. and then all of a sudden they're like, you know what, let's bring that up just because. Yeah. Now, this pretty is a actually... reference, I thought. <laughs> it is as in dropping a, a nuclear bomb. Well, not that. It's just the, the, the way they set it up with, with the president being mm. blasé about it. I was like... This was obviously meant to come out last year when Donald Trump was oh, in, right, in power. Okay. Yeah. Uh, look, my, my big issue with that, 
And we see that there are some like UN style camps on the outskirts of Las Vegas where they're trying to get people out. What was that about? Why were there people that needed yeah. getting out of Los Las Vegas? Why weren't they allowed out of the camps? Is is the question? Yeah, was the idea that they were there in quarantine being tested for this zombie virus? Correct. Is that 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 was a thing? Yes. So the reason that they couldn't drop the nuke immediately was because they were waiting for to get the innocent people out. Well, I think part of that is that they they have quarantined a part of Las Vegas. There is still the. Las Vegas is surrounded by suburbs. Sure. So yeah. there are still people living in those areas, but the, the whole thing's become a quarantine zone. But when you've got to move, you know, a million people somewhere else, it takes time. Okay. No, that, that's fair enough. I think. I'm, I'm happy with that. Because what I was thinking, I was going to, well, why, if they've walled off Las Vegas and it implies that it's been a few years or a certain amount of time mm. since the, the big fight happened, I was like, why hadn't they nuked it earlier? <laughs> Yeah, but I, I guess that, that that makes sense. I guess I think that whole thing only exists so that the uh, the daughter is relevant to the story. Yeah, probably because without the refugee camps, there's no reason for the daughter to be in the story, and without the daughter in the story, there's not that. There's not well, you, you've cut it down dramatically by half an hour. It's a much more consumable film. Thank you, Steve. You, you know what would have been cooler if so? We see Dave Batista's character is involved in this initial skirmish when the first virus breaks out and he's proved himself to be a very good fighter wouldn't it have been cooler if he was like a father-daughter fighting team then but then when this job comes up he goes i want to get my daughter involved because she's a really good fighter but she doesn't want a part of it that would have been an inch more interesting yeah Yeah, i'm on board with that yeah because then she's got more to do actively because she can handle herself as opposed to her dad keep going no don't touch that you'll get tetanus or something yeah um i don't know just spitballing (laughs) Oh, I just, I'm just thinking of a reason for her to be logically more active in the film. Yeah, that's yeah. all I'm thinking of. Yeah. Is if they were actually a team originally, and she and maybe him, her, and the mum, all three of them were a team, but then the mum dies, which is early in the film, not a spoiler. And so when he goes, I want to go in and make us rich for us, and she goes, No, I don't want any. I don't want to fight zombies. How dare you even suggest that after what happened? I don't want to part. And then he has to convince her, and so she's there. She's there very grudgingly, but then she comes around and they have a reconciliation of, yeah, this is fun. Like, this is what we do as a father and daughter as we shoot zombies. I think what we need to do is get you set up with Zack Snyder because (laughs) Zack Snyder, he needs someone to tell him no. (laughs) He needs someone to spitball with, bounce ideas off of, and be reminded that a consumable film is usually two hours these days. You've come up with that in 30 seconds. Yeah, and it's not even that good. <laughs> but it's probably but better. It's better. <laughs> so the German guy's getting the spin-off TV series. Is he? Yeah, I think so. Well, I think it's supposed to be a prequel more than anything. Okay. Does Did he deserve a spin-off? I, th- I enjoyed his character. Sure. He was funny, I guess. What do we think? I don't know if you guys have read about it, the time loop theory. Because when they do get yeah, to like that, that vault... There are a couple of corpses mm. and they are dressed suspiciously like our main characters mm. to the point where one of them has an identical key necklace apart from the corpse yeah. has three holes mm. and our live character has four holes. Mm. So, and there are a few other clues as well where they find a map and they go, oh, we're not the only team, but you never see that team. I would like that a little bit better if they, 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 they pointed to it a little better. As think, in, like, uh, they were like, okay, yeah, there's a nuke going off. Okay, the nuke's going off. Uh, no, it's been cancelled. Okay. And all of our main characters, you know, disappear into the ether. And, you know, it is it is a sort of a, a, circular, a, a circular sort of thing. Yeah. But I don't think they... It's a nice little element to have there. It's a nice little dialogue exchange to have. But I don't think 
it's it's a good enough uh what do you call it a film theory oh no no it's, it's there's not much weight behind it but i do think it's one of the more interesting ideas the film puts out there i also think it's one of those interesting ideas that the film never really fully explores yeah absolutely. it's one of those elements where mm. zach's like this is deep <laughs> i'll put i'll put this in yeah Remember when Superman was Christ? That was deep, wasn't it? I you leave Man of Steel alone. Um, I did read a a review. I think it was on in the Guardian. I think, but they were basically they were talking about that time loop theory, and then they suddenly thought, look, there's so little evidence. Is this actually Zack Snyder just having a joke? You know, like people will put like, oh, I'll put this in, and people will pull it apart on the internet and think that that's mm. this huge connective thing when it's actually nothing. That could also be the case. Sure, he could do that. Yeah, he can do whatever he wants. People, <laughs> people have already spotted the um, Snyder Cut in the vault. So, Is there a Snyder Cut in the vault? Mm. Really? What, like a Blu-ray copy? No, there's like five big film canisters in there. Oh, okay. And apparently if you can zoom up on a 4K screen, you can probably see the Maybe Snyder Cut. I like that. <laughs> I don't. What's wrong with that? <laughs> it's, just, it's dumb and... It's, <laughs> Probably a little outdated as well. I'm, I'm guessing he put that in there. Before it was released. Before it was, you know, greenlit. What's wrong with that? Nothing wrong with that. Oh, uh, no. Nothing wrong with that. He's proud of his work, Steve. And look, he should be. I mean, he's, you know, he's, he's had an interesting career. <laughs> Interesting's the right word, yeah. I'll concede that. Uh, okay. If you go into this and you're expecting answers to the many questions you might have, don't expect answers, I don't think. Expect them to be contrived. Enjoy when zombies get ripped apart and crushed and shot. <laughs> it is, actually, that, that is something to note about this. It is gratuitously violent. Very violent. For Considering that being on Netflix, anyone can watch it, no warning came up at the start as to how violent it was going to be. You get the little notes in the top left-hand corner about what it includes. It's R- it, it is an R18 film. Yeah, but who reads those? I did. <laughs> you know I mean, I mean it, it said nudity and it paid, paid dividends with yeah. zombie boobies. Oh, I forgot about that. I tried to block that. <laughs> it's almost odd. I feel like it could have been a lot more gratuitous, gratuitously violent. I feel like they sort of they, they held themselves back there. Yeah, it was certainly gross. Like, what, what we yeah. did see was gross. But I suppose, you know, you're right in the sense that... Oh, I don't know. It's, it's pretty violent. It has its moments. I mean, the, the, the squashing of the zombie between the two concrete yeah. things. That was... Yeah, okay, that's... That's pretty gross, but it's also humorous. Well, that's the and that's what that's what I wanted more of. Yeah, and I've yeah. mentioned it a few times already in this podcast, but it's the fun gore, mm-hmm. and it's not that you enjoy seeing people in pain. It's it's just it's so over the top; it can't be real. Therefore, mm-hmm. it's fun. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing, and it's like you know, it's it's whenever you know, like in in the alien films, it's they're always like you know, there's always goo and people get slimed and that kind of like Ghostbusters as well. They do that quite well in a much more PG way. But um, yeah, I wanted more of that. I wanted more of of just stupid stuff that they yeah. do to zombies. Yeah, just just be creative with what you're doing with zombies. You know, yeah, Home Alone zombie edition. Yeah, yeah. Just focus on the German guy and maybe have a little supporting characters behind him. And it's about this really nervous guy trying to you know learn a little bit of courage in a in a zombie mm. war torn mm. Las Vegas. But then you That's just got simple. Shaun of the Dead. Then haven't you? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, but that, that's nothing wrong with that. But then you don't get Dave Batista and going bang, bang, pow, pow with weapons and stuff. Mm. I thought he was quite good. Oh, he was, he's yeah. great as an action star. I think he's yeah. really good. He's got a bit of personality. He can act. He, yeah, I think he can. I oh. think he's great. He's got a weird head. <laughs> he's got a really weird head. The, the guy's huge. Maybe don't insult him. <laughs> 
publicly. <laughs> you probably can't see the behind his head because he's so strong. I, I literally have nothing to say. I do not know how to react. <laughs> Uh, in case you don't know who Dave Batista is, he plays a character in the Guardians of the Galaxy films. The guy's Drax. Name? Drax. He plays Drax. He's he? also WWE, I think. Well, he used to be a wrestler, yeah. yeah. And he's also Inspector, I forget. Oh, Hinks. He Hinks, plays Hinks yeah. Inspector. Yeah. Mm, he's got the go. fingernails. He does have the, the thumbnails, the yeah. metal thumbnails for gouging, for gouging people's eyes out. Yeah. Mm. Well, in that case, what are we going to give this out of five? Dave, Dave Batista weird heads? Uh <laughs> <laughs> You're not sure about that, Matthew, I, I, I don't. Are you, are you genuinely concerned that Dave Batista is going to have a personal interaction with us at some point? I just think if 10 years down the line we are able to, <laughs> in a position where we get Dave Batista on and he comes in and he turns out that he only said yes because he could come in, beat us up and go, you said I had a weird head, how dare you? And I, I don't want to die that way. You just send in to me and we'll all go hat chopping. <laughs> 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 oh, no. Uh, uh, chainsaws, check buzz, metal grinder saws, uh, tiger fangs. Uh, oh, tiger actually, skulls. it's got it's got to be zombie tiger. <laughs> zombie tigers, yeah. Zom- Zom- zombie tiger, Zom- zombinis, Zom- zombie tiger. I love that game. Yeah, <laughs> zombinis is great. It's got to be zombie, zombie tiger. Zombie tiger. I, I think so. Yeah. Zombie tiger. <laughs> zombie tiger. All right, who would like to go first? I'll go first. Yeah, I am going to give this three. We have the opportunity to sit here and just pull it apart. Yeah, but if I was just going to sit down and watch something mind-numbing on a Sunday afternoon, this is pretty good. Yeah, this is this is you know it's it's not super hilarious, but the action is pretty engaging. It just it's it's a movie that plot-wise and technical-wise, you really don't want to think it too much about because when you do get into it, it's really only like four settings in this in the in the two thirds of the film, and you know every character story in this thing is is just silly yeah that's that, that's the point of it it's a silly movie treat it as a silly movie it's it's not as annoying as i thought it would be <laughs> that's uh that is high praise coming from relief <laughs> three zombie tigers wonderful well i reckon i yeah i'm gonna go three as well how do i feel about it i don't know it's i was a bit like you yeah i was just sort of like i don't really it's it's a bit long yeah. And I think it does a really good job of almost doing things right all the time. But it introduces a heart to the film, but it doesn't do it the whole way through. You know, it it, it could have done these things really well, but it just falls a bit flat. But at the same time, it if you go in, you could go in and overanalyze it and you're not going to enjoy it. But if you don't do that, you're just going to enjoy the experience. Don't think about it and you'll have fun. And I think that's what this film has going for it, is that it actually at its core is just good fun. Good, gratuitous, violent zombie film. Don't think about it too much. You get your bang bang with the gun guns and, and the explosions and the bombs and the stuff and the whoop whoop. And yeah, just just enjoy it if you don't think about it too much at all. Yeah, so yeah. three zombie tigers. And and I would completely agree with, with both of what what you said. And and I think I'm going to give it a four. Okay, but only because I sat down wanting to turn my brain off, and this film was there for me in, in that <laughs> sense. No, look again, like it, 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 as soon as you think about it, it, it does fall apart, especially that last half. But I was just, I, I realized pretty quick how much depth it was going to have and thought, cool, I know where I stand with this. 
I'm just going to enjoy it. And I did, like the whole two and a half hours, I, I enjoyed what was happening and some of the surprises in more of the set piece surprises as they happened. And just kind of, it was, it just enjoyed the theme park ride. This movie mm. is a theme park ride. That's all it is. It's a bit like going to the Scooby-Doo thing at Movie World. It's just jump scares, you know, and it's, oh, that was scary. Oh, now we laugh. And now the next one. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> I, I, like I said, I keep recommending this film to people. They keep sending me back messages that say why. But I enjoyed it. And I thought, it, I yeah, it's four for me. That's a solid 10. Yeah. Out of 15, which... You know, as far as Trailer Island podcast scores go, that's that's pretty... 66.66 reoccurring percent, yeah. Hey, look, that's... the theme music. Yeah, how about that? That's good. Mm. Well, we've been the Trailer Island podcast, and that was Army of the Dead. Oh, I just put two and two together yeah, on Dawn something. of the Dead, Army yeah. of the Dead. Yeah, but because where the thing originates from... And... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I am not a smart person. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It's as it turns out. It's no, fun. That was a, that was a hard one to crack, though. So. Was it? <laughs> yeah. Sympathies, smiles are not getting me anywhere. Okay, so we've been the Trailer Island podcast. We compare films and their trailers. Did the film deliver what the trailer promised? You can find us on all the social bits. You can send us a message via the Facebook page. You can send us an email as well. Contact at trailerisland.com.au. Leave us a rating. It helps other lots of other people find us. And let your friends know if you're enjoying the podcast. And if you're not, let us know how can we improve or how can Steve improve. Yeah. What uh, other Zack Snyder film should we do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, he and his wife are doing a lot of that stuff together uh, now, Yeah, she aren't produces. They? Yes. 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 Mm. Yeah. Mm. Which like uh, Christopher Nolan's wife. Yes, actually. Very much and and actual, Robert Downey Jr.'s wife. Almost exactly the same. There huh. you go. Are they taking over the, uh, the Sherlock Holmes franchise? I think so. Him and his wife? Yeah. There you go. Great. I've been Alex. I've been joined every week, as usual, by... Matthew. Dave Bautista's testicular head. That's crossing the line. (laughs) This is a Narrative Network podcast.